Is the door locked? Yes. You sure? Yes. I, I have a story that I don't think I talked about here. So tell me if I did. I know I told you I know I told you uh, in private. Go ahead. So do you remember that day when we were getting back to doing stuff with the um organization for blind athletes that we did? Yes. Okay. I don't think I need to say what their name is. Okay. Even though um they're known throughout the Northwest. But they're a good organization, but some would say that some of Alana's comments are a little bit creepy. No, it's so no, we don't want to disperse their is, reputation. It is not creepy. Go ahead. Sometimes in general, don't. not about them. Just but, in general, sometimes you put your foot in your mouth. No, I don't. You do. Okay. I agree, just, I agree to disagree. Folks, Keep going. So I remember the day when the bus drops me off at this park, and I can't remember for the life of me where it was. And this is around the time where. We were meeting people there instead of um, getting a ride from them. Oh, yeah. And there was that one creepy dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so anyway, um, this guy was there and he wanted to, you know, to make sure that I was okay. And the driver was so, um, was so uneasy that he kept driving around making sure I was still okay. Mm -hmm. And I admire that a lot because... There are guys that will, you know, stick out their necks just to protect um, a, a woman. Um, if she, if they feel like she's with a creepy guy or if somehow she's in danger. And I really appreciated that actually. Um, even before, you know, even after, uh, you found me and we found our group, he still wanted to make sure I was okay. And then he left. Nice. Um, that guy was creepy. Um, he didn't hurt me or anything. He told me that he had some kind of a stroke. So I guess that must've affected his brain. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's true. I could believe that, but at the same time, I was still, I felt a little bit uneasy um, around him because he just wasn't acting right, if, if that makes any sense. I hear you. Did, did you, did you um, feel the same way I felt when you saw this guy? I wasn't around him for more than a minute. So basically, you got there before the rest of the group did. Yes, correct. And I caught a ride with everybody. Yeah. And... I'm not even sure if I was the first one who spotted you. He seemed a little bit out there, though. But uh -huh. I thought he was just some guy trying to mack on my girl. No, he wasn't. I told him that, um, hey, I'm going to meet my boyfriend here, and he's going to be with our group, and we're going to be uh, doing some bike riding. And his favorite hobby is beating up people who are trying to get with his chick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, not what he, that's not what I said. So I was, I was very quick to tell him, hey, I'm waiting for my boyfriend. Maybe I should call him. Yeah. And he said, are you sure that, I think he asked me, oh, are you, are you supposed to meet some people here? And so we were talking about that. So I wasn't talking about myself the whole time. Sure. And, uh, but, but I, but I was very uh, glad that the driver was so concerned that he wanted to make sure that I was still okay. Well, that's cool, babes. It is. Yeah. I like that. A lot of drivers wouldn't do that. Yeah. They would just be like, okay, if you're fine, uh, I'll leave you. I got a question for you. Yeah. Before we started this, you were telling me that you checked to make sure your door is locked a lot more since we started dating. Yes. And I like that. But I've been doing that, you know, I've been checking to make sure that my door was locked even before then because my relatives were so concerned that since I was living on my own that I wasn't going to lock my door. And they were also concerned that I wasn't, you know, to make sure that I wasn't inviting any weird people in mm -hmm. my apartment, which I don't. That's good. So... Uh, I've always been very um, cautious about that, but 
I think because you're like, you make sure your door's locked, you make sure that everything's secure. Uh, I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah, one of the last things I say to you before we go to bed at night <laughs> is, hey, babes, is the door locked? Are you sure? I don't want to check it. What if I accidentally unlock it? <laughs> well, you, you, no, your, your, your excuse is I'm dyslexic. I am dyslexic. I know, but even a dyslexic can tell if the door is locked. Well, not at night when I'm over here. At my place, yes, but <laughs> your house, it's a little bit more. <laughs> no, I don't think so, Bubs. So here's a question. <laughs> what? For you. Obviously, your mom doesn't know I stay over here. Uh, that's, not, not. that's not the question. And, 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 and I still feel weird about it, but go on. I feel weird about it, too. No, you don't. Yes. You're having a great time with that. Oh, I feel weird I, about I feel it. weird about it. I feel, I, uh, to tell you the truth, Bubs, I feel weird about anybody staying over at my place. Yeah, I do, too. Because it's like you've always feel the need to. Well, that brings up another question. Yes. Not to do with me, but before we get to that one. Yeah. I, yeah, I was just going to say, you always feel like the need to entertain and whatnot. And I have to accommodate and I have to make sure I have enough food and I have to make sure that we know what we're going to have. And it's just, it's so, and I have to make sure it's clean. And, and sometimes, you know, I like to, I like to clean whatever I can clean yeah. while they're there. And it's, and I have to make sure that the garbage is out. And I mean, it just, just little things like that can really stress you out i hear you and it's also <laughs> weird for me because at my place if i get hungry i'll just rummage through my fridge yes i cook stuff but i like to you know have snacks throughout the day uh -huh. and here i hope you notice that i just don't go in your fridge and grab stuff i mean maybe i'll do it on occasion yeah but i'll kind of check with you beforehand or yeah. i'll do it if we're cooking something and we need an ingredient but it's not like my go-to thing yeah. Just to go through your fridge, even though we're dating each other and we've been in a long-term relationship. But I'm thankful that you don't do that. So now I have two questions, but I'll, I'll give the first one that's more related to me. Okay. Okay. So your mom has stayed with you a couple of times. Several times. Right. <laughs> like and just I'm, a couple of times. Several times. Oh, she stayed with you a lot. Well, I mean, in, in, the, in the course of two weeks or in the course of four days, you know. Yeah, it feels like 40 years. But anyways, uh, no, no, I'm joking. We love you. <laughs> Okay. Has she noticed that you check your door a lot more? No, I I don't do that. Okay, so this is weird. I think I do that when you're here because mm. you always make sure I do that. But I do that when my mom's here, but probably not as much. Okay. Um, I do check it. Like sometimes she'll say, did you make sure the door is locked? Like when, when I come back from getting the garbage, I'll leave it unlocked because I know that she's here. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to come back. So okay. I'll, I'll leave it unlocked really quickly because I can do it really fast. And I and since I know that you're here, yeah, I won't lock the door um, unless I'm actually going somewhere and I won't be back for a few hours. Yeah, yeah. So I think I do that. Maybe I do that less when my mom's here, but I still check it. I still check it often, but I don't think I check it as much as whether... Um, I'm by myself or whether you're here. I'll tell you something. Yeah. Maybe a week ago, it's early in the morning and I throw my trash out and I put my keys in my pocket, but I'm just like, nah, I'm not going to lock my door. Throw away the trash, come back to my place and nothing, nobody came in, but I regretted it all day long. I'm thinking I really, I should have locked my door when I took the trash out. Well, and then when you told me that one of your neighbors said that some guy um, snuck into the building and went into somebody's apartment. Yeah. That freaked me out. This was over a year and a half. Yeah, it, yeah, it freaked me out. And I'm like, what? Did, did they go into your apartment? No, 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 no. It was somebody else's. Uh, that would really, really scare me. Like, 
I, you know what, one of the scariest things that I thought could ever happen, like if somebody had access to my apartment and they came in and they arranged stuff. Okay. That would freak me out. I've heard stories um, about this girl who uh, noticed in her, and I think it was an Oprah episode. Yes, it was an Oprah episode. It was very, um, it was an older episode, but I think it bears repeating. It was, uh, there was a guy named uh, Gavin DeBecker who talks about um, having the gift of fear, whether it's a gift or not, I don't know. But, oh. you know, having the um, having the wherewithal to um, act on your instincts. Yeah. Can you return this gift? <laughs> I don't know if it's a gift or not. Yeah. I think it's a gift to have it so that you know that you, uh, you don't, you know, you keep yourself out of danger. Mm. But here's the thing. So this girl... I was telling her story. This might have been in like the late uh, 2000s, I think. Um, but she told her story about she came home to her apartment and she noticed that things were um, were arranged. And then she noticed that there was something there was something on her back porch that was to her, but she didn't know who brought who bought it for her. And she was thinking about throwing it out because she didn't know who it was from. And then she installed a camera into her apartment and she found that there was some really weird creep that was wearing her lingerie. Was it a dude? Yes, it was wow. a dude wearing her, her lingerie and uh, doing things to himself. Sneaking into her place. Yes. Oh, I would feel so squeaked out by that. It, 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 she felt so, but, um, but they caught the guy and... Um, he apparently was this guy that I guess was might have been stalking her and he had a family. That's even creepier that wow. he has a family. Yeah. He's buried with a family. Yeah, you think it would be like one of these incel dudes who like never goes on a date with anybody. Yeah, and, and the, I heard another story once. I think this might have been Dateline NBC and this really freaked me out too. It was about this guy that was stealing women's underwear. And... I think the guy was, um, I have, I'm trying to remember how the story went, but I think he was a part of the police force. He was a police officer and, um, he was doing this to other, um, he was doing this not just to women, but to young girls because, um, he did this to a, a family who, um, had a daughter. Oh, that's weird. It's really creepy. Really, really creepy. So, yeah. So, you know that my mom had some mental issues. Yes. We were living in Hawaii. Yeah. And she's looking around the place for her earrings, right? Yep. She's frantically looking around. Yeah. This place, that place, you can't find them. Yeah. It's, you know, she knows me. I'm, I have nothing against cross-dressers, but that's not how I roll. Yeah. So, she knows that, you know, I didn't do anything. You're, I, you're a man. You're a manly man. Yeah, but I, no, no hate or anything. Okay. Okay. So she looks at me and she sits down next to me. And she's all serious. She's like, do you think that when we were gone, somebody broke into our place and sold my earrings and left? And I'm like, so somebody's going to break in here and take your earrings. Only your earrings. Only your earrings. They're not going to touch the TV or my CD collection. They're, yeah. they're going to take your earrings. Only your earrings, yeah. And they're not going to mess around the house looking for other stuff. And they're not going to take even a, a piece of your underwear. 
I, well, I didn't say that. No, no, that's, hers. Yeah, no, but I didn't say that to her because I'm not even thinking that. I'm like, yeah. Mom, that is insane. That is insane. And like 10 minutes later, she found her earrings. Where was he? I don't even remember. This is so long ago. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, um, uh, unfortunately, I know of uh, people in my family that have gotten robbed and they did take CDs and they took, I think they took CDs and uh, DVDs and they took my... Um, they took like a jewelry. Uh, they're gonna take anything that's of value. Right. And <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I'm just gonna take this one lady's earrings, and that's it. Yeah. I won't take anything else. <laughs> yeah. So. Yes. Let me ask the other question I wanted to bring up. Yeah. You say you feel awkward when anybody stays over your place, even me. Hopefully, less it awkward with me. It's still awkward. But it doesn't even matter who it is. It, it, it's not less awkward. It's not more. It's awkward. not less awkward. I, I mean, I mean, it's. Well, how should I, how do I say this? It doesn't matter if it's you or somebody else. It still feels awkward, and it's the same amount of awkwardness. Well, maybe I should just start requesting things like, "Woman, get me a beer." I don't keep beer in my house, but I remember once. This is obviously when I was younger because my dad. This my Ow. dad's in the story, right? Yeah. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just fixing the pillowcase here. Okay. Okay. And. We were over at some girl that he was dating, and he just said, fetch me a beer, wench. Fetch me a beer, wench? Yeah. Did she smack him? <laughs> playfully. I think he meant it playfully, and she playfully smacked him and then oh. got him the beer. Uh, I wouldn't have taken that. Oh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think a guy has ever called me a wench. Okay. Well, we're not going to start now. But, babes. Yeah? You told me that in your early 20s, you had a group of girls in your life, friends. Yes. Who you would invite over to, like, watch yeah, the little... Yeah, a couple the, of girls. Yeah, yeah, to, like, watch the Little Mermaid and Aladdin and spend the night and all that type of stuff. Something like that, yeah. We would, we would listen to books and things like that, yeah. So, go walk me through this. Did you feel awkward when they would come over? Well, the, the, um, well, with girls, it's a little bit different, but it's still awkward. Why is it You know different? what I mean? Because they're girls. Yeah. Um, I think, I think it's, I think it, it's okay. So, so anytime somebody shares my space, whether it's one person or two people, I do feel awkwardness because I have to accommodate, like I said, mm -hmm. and I have to make sure there is a good sleeping arrangement. So when I had two of my friends over, um, at the time when I was living in my studio apartment, I had a couple of couches and some cushions so they could, they, actually they were like little beds and cushions that were used for couches. Um, the beds were used for couches and yeah. you can sleep on them. So they had one bed of their own with a pillow. Um, if they brought their pillow, that was fine. And then I had my, <laughs> my bed in the closet, which, which, uh, served as my room. But it was still a little bit awkward because... I'm dating somebody who came out of the closet. Oh. Sorry, dumb joke. Well, it was still a awkward. Joke, a joke that probably well, doesn't age well either. Well, it was still awkward because one of the girls, and I think you'll know what I'm talking about when I tell you this, was kind of a moocher. Yeah, you told me this. I have not met this person. Okay. Nice girl, really funny, but at times she could be a moocher and she's a taker. Yeah. Uh, the other one, I have. She hasn't spent the night uh before, but she, she spent the night of. <laughs> Excuse me. I believe she spent the night that one time. Oh, so she was only there once. Uh, yes, I believe it was once. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Uh, yeah, and she was a good guest. I mean, they were both good guests, um, despite the mooching from the one girl. Um, and so I had to, I had to make sure they each had breakfast. I had to make sure that we had lunch. And luckily I was, I lived, um, close to a convenience store. So if I need to get something quickly, I could get it from there. And, and you know, this is back in the day, like in 2006 yeah. that they were over. This was back in the day when delivery um, apps were not available and I wasn't using an, an iPhone mm -hmm. or any kind of device. So I, <laughs> I had to stretch out my money and I was a, I was a poor young woman and I was trying to get by with whatever, whatever I could get. And I would tell my friend, Hey, if you want a bowl of soup, you can have one, but I can't give you seconds yeah. because I don't have enough money for, um, extra soup. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it was terrible, but we, we made do. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, no, it was awkward too. It was still was, I mean. I mean, we all knew each other, but it was it was still like, okay, this is the first time I'm having these two girls here at the same time. And then another girl stayed with me, but she had the the gall to tell people that I didn't give her a uh, um, a hotel stay like she wanted. How did you know this other girl? Uh, that was a girl I told you about that I met at summer camp years ago, and then we met up with each other at um, when she was in the same. When she was in a program that I used oh, to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then we, 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 um, our friendship started over again, but she had the nerve to say, well, she's not a good cook and blah, blah, blah. And I told my friend, I said, well, she's even, she's, she's lucky that I even invited her over. Yeah. I didn't have to invite her over, <laughs> but she wanted to stay over. So I tried to make her feel comfortable and it wasn't up to her standards. What do you mean? So, so she said, hey, can I come over to your place or you invited her? Well, I think she said, I forgot, I think she invited, I think she may have asked her like, Hey, can I stay over at your place? I think she invited herself over. Mm. It wasn't like I invited her over like, Hey, come over. Cause I, I, at the time I kind of felt like she was, how do I say this? I was starting to get really annoyed with her. If, 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 if I can try to phrase it uh, better, I don't know. Yeah. Our friendship was going to come to an end the year later. So uh, it was either a year or two later. Anyway, um, yeah, I think she stayed. I think she actually asked herself, asked if she could come over and stay with me for a couple of days. And I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm not the richest person. My cooking skills are not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not comfortable using the stove to cook. And I'm, you know, I'm going to provide as much as I can. And I can't give her uh, a stay as if she's, staying in a hotel because it's not going to happen right yeah so i i don't i didn't like it she did that and i never invited her over again well good and i hope when the friendship uh ended you guys got into a fight and you won no i i so she emailed me back complaining about why don't you ever call me why don't you ever do this and i said oh i'm sorry i you know i started college and blah 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 again and and then i decided you know what i don't need to I don't need this girl in my life. If she's going to complain and um, if she's going to complain about how horrible her life is and she's going to complain that I'm not giving her enough attention then she can get attention elsewhere. I don't need yeah. it. You know, she's too negative. So I, um, I deleted her message and I blocked her from my contacts because I'm like, I'm not going to deal with this negative person. Nice. And she just, I mean, and she, 
she wanted people to kind of, you know, wait on her hand and foot because she was losing her vision and she lost a lot of it actually. And she just, you know, she was just feeling sorry for herself. And, and meanwhile, you're totally blind. So it's like, you know, why is it your job to make her life easier? Exactly. And, and, and I, I wasn't going to do it anymore. I'm like, you know what? She's being a brat. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I told my friend who I almost mentioned his name that was, that's friends with both of us. Yeah. And he was keeping in contact with her. And I said, you know, I decided that I didn't want to be friends with her anymore because she exudes negativity all the time. And it seems like every time I talk to her, she never wants to know what's going on with me. It always ends up being a conversation about her. Yeah. And she always yells into the phone and like as if I can't hear her. Oh, and, wow. And I just like I'm tired of trying to make her life better when she's not making my life better. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's a, it's a, it's a two, it's a give and take. It is. And she did. And I just felt like she was taking, taking, taking from me and I just couldn't handle anymore. So, and, and he, um, I think he reached out to her and she said, yeah, I really wish I never wrote that email. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, you don't just, and, and she's been notorious for blowing her friends off. Wow. Just like if if she didn't like <clears throat> what they said to her, she wouldn't even try to reconcile the relationship. She would just blow them off. So I'm like, okay, fine. I'm going to blow you off. Yep. That's what you got to do sometimes. I don't need that girl in my life. And I've tried with her and, and she's being difficult. So I'm not going to even worry about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So... So whatever she's doing, I wish her the best. I just don't want her in my life. That's that's right there, little Jello. And and I don't like cutting people off, but I had to cut this yeah. one off. I mean, if she wins a lottery for a lot of money, then maybe it would be different, and you'd accept her back into your life. But no, I wouldn't even accept her back in my life. Any um, even if she did win the lottery. Okay, <clears> I'm <throat> saying for a lot of money because she would just be as bratty and selfish as she was before. Oh, yeah. Well, in that case, she's a one bubs. Yeah. Where, because she was losing her vision, her boyfriend at the time, we were watching a, a movie and he was describing everything. Oh, that one. Yeah, that one. Is that the one who wanted you to be like a surrogate or something? She was joking about it. Oh, I she said, was no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give you twins. Oh. It's, she wasn't serious, though. I think she was joking. I said, I, I can't give you twins. I'm not going to do it. Oh. Yeah, she wanted to be me to be a surrogate, but I wasn't going to do it. And her mom owned like a beauty salon, if I remember the story. Yeah, right? she did. She she had her own salon. Um, I honestly think so. She didn't get along with her mom very well, but I honestly think that her mom was trying to be nice to her. Nice. But her mom was kind of nutty too, because she, oh. you know, she met different guys, and I think she was supposed to marry somebody, and oh. she didn't really have her act together too nice. in other ways. So. I guess the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree in that respect. I guess not, babes. Yeah. Yes. And her sister was kind of strange, too. Well, she was the one that was, um, uh, the, my ex was trying to get with her. Oh, oh. And I wasn't too happy about it. Nice. Yeah. I put the kibosh on that one. I mean, they never saw each other after that. <laughs> so, uh, he, I mean, he was a low life anyway, but. Yeah. You know, they were both low life, so it's. <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did something about that there, J-Wool. I can't believe back then I was so hung up on that guy. And I'm just like, wow, I I, I wasted a few years. but Yeah, we all do you know. stupid things when we're younger. 
But you know what? I'm actually, in some ways, I'm glad I went through that because now, I mean, that's really matured me, so. Yeah. I mean, you know that I've always thought, well, if I could relive my life, I would do things so much differently. And I think everybody has thoughts like that. Yeah. But, mm -hmm. like, recently I've had the thought, okay, yes, and were you made to be perfect? No. Because if you believe that there's a God out there, and I choose to believe that there is, um, then you would have to assume the assumption is that you were created for a purpose. And if you were meant to be perfect and you were created by a God, don't you think that God would have made you perfect anyway? But if you were meant to be imperfect, but to be striving to be better, then you would be made the way we were. Absolutely. One would assume. That's I, what I, I choose to believe. Oh, I, I, I totally believe that because it, you're right. If we were meant to have perfect lives, we would have meant to be perfect. Yeah, and it, that doesn't mean give in to every one of your impulses, but maybe recognize while you're trying to grow that regrets will only help you so much. Well, and I think about, you know, thinking, I mean, I thought about um, relationships that never happened, but I thought... But I also think, well, there might have been a really good reason why it didn't happen. Mm. Because it was the wrong timing, because the guy wasn't good for me, or the girl wasn't good for you, or it just didn't happen because it wasn't supposed to happen. Yeah, there was this one girl yeah. in the community, let's just put it like this, and this was a number of years before my J-Lo. Yeah. And we were kind of like talking and flirting with each other. And it's kind of like, are we going to have sex one day or not? Or, you know, what's, what's happening here? But either she was in a relationship or I was trying to get with some other girl yeah, or something like that. that. Yeah. And it bugged me for years because we never, you know. Boom, boom, boom. It's not all about sex, you know. Babe. I know it's not, babes. Yeah. But we never did that. And I was like, oh, I could have gotten with her if only my timing would have been better or her timing would have been better. And then I thought about her personality and mine. And I kind of came to the conclusion that. Had we have actually gotten together, even if it was just a one night thing, it would have affected, you know, other aspects of our life. And I'm pretty convinced now that we would have been pretty toxic together. Me and what, this girl. Was she like more feistier than you? Or it's was not she that she was more feistier than me. I feel that she wasn't completely honest with herself about a few things okay. that were pretty important. Well, and then I thought about people who really wanted to get with me, mm -hmm. but they they've just been trying, trying, trying to get with me, and they don't e they didn't even realize, well, you know, it has to take two people to start a relationship. Right. And I I'm not gonna mention who the guy is, but I'll just say that like for a long time he would be like Oh, you just don't want to give anybody a chance. I said, well, I'm sorry. I don't like you that way. You know, it doesn't work that way. You can't force someone to like you. No, you, you, either, you either dig somebody or you don't. Yeah, you can't force someone to like you. You certainly can't force someone to love you. And there's some people that just don't get the point. Right. You know, they just they just have this hope that something's going to happen. It's like, uh, if it didn't happen now, and if it didn't happen then, it's never going to happen later. Mm. I think. I think things could change, but it's unlikely. Very unlikely. And it's also one of those things in relationships, you got to be open to it and want it, but you also got to be of the mindset of if you, relationships could mean anything from hooking up to a long-term thing. But it's one of those things, yes, you got to want it, but you've also got to realize even if it doesn't happen, it might suck for a little while, but you will get over it. Yeah. Yeah. And some relationships you decide, okay, 
we might be bad for each other or maybe there's some concerns, but I have to, I, you know, you or the girl will say, you know, well, let's just try it and see what happens. I'll give you another one. Yeah. I was in a relationship with a girl for a while uh-huh. and it ended. Yeah. And I was thinking about this the other day and I'm like, oh, it might be better for her that it ended because I might have been kind of in a toxic place at that time. And I was thinking, well, had I not made this mistake or that mistake, it would have been, con- it would have continued. And and then my thought process was, yes, but I still had all these unresolved issues that, you know, you could kind of already tell what they are from knowing my personality. Yeah. And in the long run, it would probably have been worse for her had we stayed together. Yeah. Yeah. So the guy that I was talking about, which I won't name, uh, and I, I won't say his name. I'll just say that for years, and I don't know what was going on through his head. He's saying, you know, we get along really well. I said, yeah, we do get along, you know, for the most part. Well, I had some questions because I kind of thought that he was dropping names and things like that. Can I ask a question? Yes. Was it Ted Baxter? No. Okay, good. No, not Ted Baxter or uh, or Dempsey Dumpster. Very good. Very good. <laughs> No, his name wasn't Ted. Nice. Um, I won't even mention where he was because no, it's not important. That's fair. Uh, where he lives or anything. But I was trying to explain to him, like, like, well, uh, you know, you can't, you shouldn't just go out with someone just because you get along with them. You actually, the person actually has to like you. <clears throat> and I told him straight up, I said, look, I don't, I don't have any feelings for you. And, you know, you may think that it's horrible that I don't want to give people a chance. But if I'm not into somebody, I'm not going to go in and try it yeah just like if i'm not attracted to a person i'm not even going to touch them i'm not even going to um return the um the advance nice it's just not going to happen nice you know i'm not even going to give them an inch oh good yeah there was (laughs) did i tell you i don't know if i mentioned this date that i went on in 2005 it was one of my the one of those chat line people I met. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was like, I think it was, it was close to my birthday and I was going to turn 26. This is like in 2006. It might've been February. I can't remember. It was, it was a colder day. And I decided to meet this guy at my local IHOP. And I just walked a few blocks. He saw what I looked like because I told him what I was going to wear and then my and then my friend who I almost mentioned. Oh yeah, the one who stayed with you and who was the mooch. Yes. Yeah, you told me the story, but it was like right when we were starting to date. Okay, so I didn't mention this here. I don't think. No. This guy was super creepy. Okay, I'm at the IHOP. I'm making conversation with her and him, and she's like really loosey goosey with men. Yeah. Like she doesn't even think like about the. Rep- uh, repercussions of going off with a stranger or the repercussions of inviting someone she didn't know to anybody's apartment because she was okay with that which really wasn't good so which proves how how um i wish i could have talked to her about this around the year 2001 i don't think she would have been your type but oh sorry keep going anyway yeah that's a dumb joke but Jeez. i'm bummed. This was in 2006. I know, but I'm saying 2001 because it would have been five years less guys, and, you know. Yeah, but she would have been 16, Bubs. 
Oh, is that true? Okay, I don't know this girl, babe. But she was five years younger than me. I, I forgot to tell you. Oh, are you, well, you didn't tell me that part of it. Okay, well, I want to tell you now she was 16 in 2001, so okay. <laughs> you wouldn't have been able well, to. Well, wait a second. Hmm? I turned 18 at the end of 2000, so presumably if we met, would have hooked up on January 1st, 2001, I would have been 18. She would have been 16. If she would have been in Oregon, I believe that would have been legal. I, cause um, she wouldn't have turned 16 until May. Okay. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. And, and I, I really don't think she would have been your type. Okay, good. I really don't. Okay, maybe just for a, you know. Clear. No, 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 no. Even that, she was just she she was very uh, troubled. Oh. Anywho, so I meet this guy, and she's coming along um, with us because she wanted to stay over and hang out with me for the weekend. Steal some food, all that good stuff. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, eat me out of house and home. <laughs> anyway, and and out of my bank account. Anyway. <laughs> So we're there, and this guy, there's, there was something about this guy that was creeping me out so badly. Yeah. He was, like, in his uh, early 30s, and I was in my mid-20s, and mm -hmm. she was in her early 20s. And we were, ha I think I was having some kind of pancakes or whatever it was. And he, and this is, this is, this is why I felt it was even more creeper, because he um, wanted to feed me strawberries. He was able to feed me two strawberries, and already I thought it was really, really creepy. I think he had to go to the bathroom one time, and uh, she's like, "Yeah, I really like this guy. You should, um, you should uh, ask him to uh come over and hang out with us." And I'm like, "Well, I'll, I want to see um how I feel after this whole thing is over." Yeah, because apparently I had a look on my face which would. Um, signify that I was on edge. Okay. You know, I was a little bit nervous. I, yeah. I looked nervous. My face was red. Imagine beet red, bubs. Okay. My face was beet red. Yeah. And we, so we eat there. We kind of walk around my neighborhood. We grab some ice cream from Hagen dazs Everything's fine. And, yeah. <laughs> and then I wasn't feeling him. He was he was still hung up on some girl he's never met before because chat line she was dude. on a chat chat line yeah. with him. Never met her, never saw a picture, but heard her voice. Wow. And so I was kind of I mean that made me feel a little weird, but he kept looking at me like, "Ooh, I want that one." Mm. And and I was I convinced her to not let him come over because I didn't want to be liable if something happened to her or me. Yeah, I wasn't going to be responsible for that. So. He left us. I wasn't very happy with my friend. <laughs> and then um and 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 uh and then I decided, okay, well, that didn't turn out well. I told him I didn't feel anything for him, but he said, Why don't we just do that? Why don't we just go to IHOP again and see what happens? And I'm like, and huh. against my better judgment, I went anyway. How much later is this? I don't even remember. It might have been I don't remember, actually. And when you go back the second time, is it just you or did you bring your buddy along? No, it was just me. Okay. Which was very bad. Okay. Um, uh, I still didn't feel anything for this guy. He wanted to come upstairs and I said no. Um, <coughs> I just, 
I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was like, I was, I was so wrong about that. I was like, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have um, gone on that second date with him because I just didn't feel right about it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he was, he was really creepy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that there, Jay. And then he wanted to go out with my other friend who was um, the one that was staying, the one that stayed over um, at my house at one time. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to set him up with anybody. Oh, wait, the one who uh, was the mooch or the one who complained that you didn't give her five star? No, it was none of them. It was the um, the other girl that stayed with me with the mooch. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. The other girl that, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. The one who I know, or uh, who I've met yes, yes. briefly, yes. The one that lives in Seattle now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, so those are experiences that I really, I mean, that was, that was some, I really wish I never met that guy. <laughs> oh. One time he called me and he's like, uh, are you busy? And I said, yeah, I am. He's like, are you on a date? And I lied and said, yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want him to call me anymore. I thought he was weird. Nice. Why did you go out with him the first time, babes? Well, because I was like, okay, well, if it's only fair, I, you know, he's talked to me several times. It's before. only fair. Huh? It's only fair. Well, I mean, I didn't, I didn't notice anything weird when, um, we, we decided to hang out. Okay. It wasn't until I met him. Yeah. Because I thought it was weird. It's like that time I went out without one lady after I met her at the 9-11 tribute thing. What? I told you that story, didn't I? I don't remember. So... I go to this 9-11 anniversary celebration. This was in 2002, a Where little bit this? of context. This is a Pioneer Square. Okay. And I start talking with this lady. She's 38. I'm 19. Good grief. But I'm thinking, oh, this might be kind of fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a woman 19 years older than you. Yeah. Bubs. Anyway, so here's what happened. So this probably... Since it's on the van anniversary 9-11, the year later, I'm going to say this was like a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And we agree to meet up. I want to say it was either that's Yes, it had to be Saturday. We meet up that Saturday. We hang out. And I find out that she's like a hardcore Christian. Like so oh, hard. Oh, 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 that one. Yeah, like so hardcore. Even my little J-Lo uh, would be like, oh, this lady's too much. So... Okay. is oh, 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 I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, I don't think this lady i don't even know if she'd ever kissed a dude and i was creeped out by that we you know go our own separate ways he calls me a couple weeks later thinks says that she's thinking about having this huge dinner party mm -hmm. talk for a couple minutes and then i move to hawaii you know have various adventures and whatnot and misadventures and build up my uh stack of regrets move back to portland and a couple years later, I go to this meetup thing, and I randomly run into her. Uh oh. Yeah. Well, she was, did. She have a boyfriend back um, then when you ran. No, her? she said something about how she felt that she was a hermit. Ooh. Yeah. So now I don't. Okay. So I don't know how hardcore she was. She probably makes me um, look even. Uh... Like I think she lived at a church, or huh? she. Not when we went out, hung out, but she said that she had just stopped living at some church or some covenant or something like that. You would probably know the lingo if I remembered it right, but I don't remember. A covenant church? Something like that. Was she homeless? 
No, no, no. She was there and she was doing work oh, for the church because she was oh, so super into it. Oh, are you talking about a convent? Not a con. It was something weird like that. I don't. Okay. Rem- I don't know that language well enough. Because there are some factions about some churches who claim to be Christians that are kind of strange. Like, um, it sounds like she could have been living at a compound. I don't know the specifics, but I mean, I did at the time, but you know me, sometimes things go in one ear and out the other, right? But she she seemed kind of isolated. Yeah, she seemed kind of isolated and really loved talking about the Bible, like a lot, like even more than you, your mom might have gotten along with her. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, my mom knows crazy people when she, you know, sees it. Okay. Because I mean, even if they said that they... They love reading the Bible. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get along with my mom either. Oh, good. They're, they're, you know, uh, she, um, you know, she has a background of coming out of the Catholic Church um, when she was in college. So oh. she's kind of aware of that. Nice. She could have been like super Catholic. She though. might have been. Hold on. I got an itch on my back. I gotta get, you get it. No, no, I got it. Okay. Um, she might have been Catholic. I think she mentioned something about Catholicism. But okay. again, I was 19 and I wasn't really paying that much attention. Yeah, she sounds okay. So I don't know this woman, but she sounds like a real creeper. She was out there, but you know, people go down these weird paths in life. I didn't get the sense that she was a bad person as much as I got the feeling that she was misguided. Yeah, like the one guy that I, that met me at the DMV when I was um, on my way out. Yeah, and said that he was an empath and told me that um, he noticed that he he thought that I was a loving person. I'm like, okay, I don't know how you get that. Yeah, that sounds and, like a pickup line. To and me. then. Um, he told me that if I ever had an interview, he would be more than willing to take me to an interview or whatever for a job. And then um, he was telling me about his Carmen Ghia. I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't care. I don't drive a car. Um, and then he insisted on walking with me arm in arm, even though I just met him. I just asked him, could you please, you know, wait with me until my bus gets here? And he did, but it was just like, it was odd. And then he, he gave me his number and, and I wasn't really going to, um, I think I called him once or, or I might've been once and I heard some other woman on his answering machine. I'm like, okay, forget it. He's not, he's not worth being friends with. Why did you call him once? Oh, because he called me and left a message. So this was before we were dating, but you were yes. seeing you were seeing some other dude at the time. And I, we're we're yeah, in a long term relationship. Was, I was, but I wasn't planning to go out with this guy. I was, I, I would tell you this: if that happened and we were seeing each other and yeah. you called this guy, I would not be very happy. I know. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wasn't planning to date the guy. No, I know, but I still wouldn't be happy if he called him back. No, no, I know, I know. Yeah. But but don't you worry because I called that number. I think it might have been one time. And there was this woman's voice on the answering machine. I'm like, yeah, I'm never going to see him again. So, <laughs> and I thought he was creepy too. So nice. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, he's, uh, yeah. Some yeah. people are out there, babes. Some people who claim to be empaths, whatever that is. That's a big thing. I don't get now. that. It That's like a trend. So weird. It's a very new age thing. I think that there are definitely people who are empathic, but it's if you listen to like the new age movement, it yeah. makes it sound like everybody's that way. Oh, I mean, is there a difference between being empathic and empathetic? Yes, because empathetic. Here's here's what my take on it. Yeah. Empathetic just kind of means that you're a good listener, you care about people, all that stuff. Being empathic 
I think means that you're able to tell very quickly how somebody's feeling, even if they try to deny it and put a nice veneer on things. Yeah, that really makes, that just really creeps me out. So, like, the way I look at it is an empath would be, like, if we're comparing this to Star Trek The Next Generation, an empath would be Counselor Troy. Oh, okay. And somebody who's empathetic might be Captain Picard. Like, okay. he cares about you, but he's not able to tell that you're going through all this emotional stuff. Yeah. Unless it's, like, bubbling right below the surface. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and people can pick up on, you know, people's moods by how they act when they're in, like, stressed out. And yeah. that's, that's one thing. But if you can say by looking at the person, oh, you must be having a good day today. Or, oh, you must be a loving person. That I, really freaked me out. I've had a couple of people tell me that I'm empathic and I just haven't admitted it yet. To myself. Okay. I was like, no, I believe me, I'm not. I know me. I don't care that much about others. Oh, oh. I'm a little bit selfish. You're, you're not empathetic? <clears throat> I'm empathetic, but I'm not an empath. Yeah, I don't know. The empath thing just sounds really uh, woo-woo. Well, I believe that there are some people who are like that, again. But I don't think that it's this huge percentage of our population it almost sounds like the people who claim to be prophets and prophetesses yeah they really like play on people's emotions and people just gobble it up like it's food or in the wiccan community how everybody is this uh witch with these powers that are secret and whatnot uh-huh yeah yeah but they don't know anything about the person you know it's, right it's like okay it's another thing you want to tell me just to boost up my ego i get it yeah. people have some nutty beliefs out there babes they do they absolutely do and um just gotta be careful that anyway let's move on please we have moving a lot to talk about on. Moving, we have a lot. On. moving on yes and we had a yummy dinner last night we did talk about it we um, did one of our go-to things where we took um, four boxes of Zatarain's rice mix. So I had the um, red beans and rice and the jambalaya, both very good mixes. And we put some corn in there, zucchini in there, uh, bell pepper in there, and carrots, baby carrots. Yes. Delicious. This, I think we've talked about it before, came out of when I was a younger man in my 20s and didn't have a lot of money. I was inviting over moochers like Alana. What? You know, like you used to. I am not a moocher. I said I wasn't inviting over. I wasn't a moocher, bus. I know. I Did I say I wasn't invited? Oh, oh, I see what that sounded like. I'm sorry. <laughs> you said. What I meant, what I, how I meant it is differently. Okay, how I meant it is you used to invite over this one lady who was a moocher. You thought you said you weren't inviting moochers over like Alana. Like Alana did is what I meant to say. <laughs> not I wasn't inviting over moochers like Alana. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I could have worded that better. <laughs> no, I forgive you both. <laughs> Sorry. You, you know what I mean now, though. Yes, I do. Yes. I wasn't emo inviting over moochers like Alana did when she was <laughs> pouring in her 20s. But I would often buy a couple of things of Zatarans and veg and some chicken and mix it all up in a pod and whatnot. And then when I stopped eating meat, I'd cut out the chicken, but... But yeah. we, we also had some leftover chicken for the, um, night, the before. night before, and it was super good. We added um, some um, freshly grated cheese that you so um, graciously did that yep. for. Also some tomato sauce. And so some tomato sauce, and, and it was super cream. good. And uh, yeah, we put some cheese and sour cream on top of that, and it was excellent. I'm excellent. glad you liked it. 
Um, I would have added celery, but you told me that the pot was getting full, so. Well, you didn't buy celery. Yeah, I know, and I, I totally forgot about it, but I thought, well, we have enough veggies, I think we'll be okay. I don't know if we're going to be able to do it this year, but sometime in the near future, we need to get you some bigger pots. Oh, I just don't know where I'm going to put them, but We'll figure it out when we get there. Because my cabinets are not the biggest. Well, okay, well, we'll figure it out, babes. Oh. Now, I was a little concerned. Yeah. At the beginning. I know I've done this recipe maybe more than anything else I've ever made. Oh, really? Like it's it's probably in the hundreds. So wow. I wasn't concerned that I could get the recipe down. I mean, some oh. variation of it, okay. right? But and again, that most of that was in my twenties. Yes. But you said, okay, well, let me make sure that my burners are working because we had some issues with them before. And then you start taking them apart and then a screw falls out. And I'm like, I do not know how to put this back in because the screw is, is shaped differently than other screws. Yeah. And I'm having trouble finding where it fits. And you're like, let me work on it. And part of me is thinking, oh, my God, are we going to have to order pizza or something? <laughs> no, no, no. And no. can we get a repairman here by Thanksgiving? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I have done this before. I've kind of – what I did – what I've done is – when I've taken burners out, yeah, um, so that I could wash the drip the drip pan, yeah, I thought, yeah. why don't I get to know this part and try to see if I can at least do my part to to put things together? Yeah, see, I've obviously I've taken burners out, but yeah. I've never gone any deeper than that. Yeah. And so I, I'm just like, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to cause anything to break. So I go to the couch and start playing with my phone, and I'm thinking, oh my god. What are we going to do for Thanksgiving now? Like, we have a turkey, but are we going to be able to make it? This is where my mind's going. But yeah. you're you're not thinking that at all. No, and the, and we're going to we're uh, gonna put it in the oven anyway. I know, but things can get messed with. And... Anyways, keep going, peeps. Anyway, but we figured it out because you used, um, was it the right burner in, in the back? Or the left, left burner in the back. Okay. Um, uh. So uh, that one was working, and um, we were able to get... Um, some tender carrots. The carrots were really good. Yes. The carrots were good. The corn was excellent. Um, well, to interrupt you for a second. Yeah. I did a little bit of cooking of the carrots before I put them into the pot. Yep. I used your skillet. Uh-huh. For, for, the, for the chicken. Well, first for the carrots. For, the for carrots. about 10, 15 minutes. And yeah. then for your chicken. And for the chicken. It, yeah. it just turned out really good. I'm really glad that we saved the chicken. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, we did not use the pineapples because I don't think it would taste good in this recipe. Mm -hmm. So we're going to, we might use the pineapples for either in a dish or as uh, some fruit. Yeah. yeah. We'll have fun with that. Yes. Yes. Bullion pineapple. Yes. It tasted really good. We were listening to Fela Kuti. We were listening to Fela Kuti. And then we switched it up. To, to... The, uh, the Buena Vista Social Club. And yep. I'm like, this is a really good meal to listen to them with. Yeah, it is. Really good. There's the meal is a little spicy, but not too much. And then you add all the, the corn, the sour cream, the veggies, the cheese. It just went well with the music. I mm -hmm. think it just complimented it. It was great. Yeah, it was good. Yes. It was very good. Yes. Now, babes. Yeah. We also watched some Rhodesia. Rhoda. Rhoda. <laughs> um. Okay, we watched uh, four. Is it four or five episodes? Four it might have episodes. been five altogether. No, I think it was four. Okay. So we watched one where uh, it's the honeymoon and. <laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was five, but I'll go with what you say. 
It might, I think it was four. Oh. All right, so we started off with the honeymoon episode, which I believe is called the honeymooners. Was it? Wow. I think that's the name of the episode. It was super funny because <laughs> <laughs> because the um the Morgan Stearns get uh Rhoda and her husband Joe uh tickets to a cruise, and they just want to chill out at home. And I yeah. like so they go over to see Rhoda and Joe. And Mrs. Morgan Stern makes a comment like, you know, we've been saving up for Rhoda's uh, marriage present since she was a little girl. And if she would have gotten married at a normal time, it would have been a nice regular present. An earlier time, yeah. Yeah, but now, this, but since she got married when she did, it's a really nice present. <laughs> it's a really nice present. Something like that. Something funny like that. Yeah, yeah it was so funny. So they agree to take this cruise, and the family kind of goes along with them. Oh, no, they do go along with them. Yes. The mother and father do, and then Rhoda brings this guy that played the accordion Brenda for the wedding. brings this guy. Brenda. Yes. I'm sorry. Brenda brings this guy that played the accordion for Rhoda's wedding. Yes. That was really funny. That was. And he seemed like a creepy guy, and he's he's calling Mrs. Morgenstern mama. It's <laughs> like... Why are you calling me mama? Well, because all mamas are alike. And she's like, yeah, but I never gave birth to you. <laughs> I love Mrs. Morgan. She's so great. She's great. <laughs> they, meaning Joe and Rhoda, go to this like dinner slash dance. And this old guy is trying to mack on Rhoda. Eventually, <laughs> they sit down. The ship's doctor is like 100 and he's running around. <laughs> the one guy that's trying to... Um, get with Rhoda wants her to participate in the shuffleboard game. Yeah. And she's like, wow, we're the only people that are under 70 on this cruise. <laughs> so it gets announced that, you know, we have a newly married couple and Rhoda and Joe have to take a dance in front of everybody. They don't want to. And the MC is kind of like behind Joe. He gets away from them for, they get away from him for a second. And then he gets, you know, close to them again. And they try to leave to go to their bedroom. And Rhoda says something like, I hope that microphone doesn't extend to our bedroom. Yeah. Or the cord for the microphone doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. <laughs> And and then we watched the the other episode. I think it was the one after this one where um, Rhoda uh, was wanting to look for a new apartment. But well, we watched like six episodes. Then we got no. three yesterday and three this morning. Well, we'll get no. to we'll get to the math later. No, but yes, we, we watched we, four yesterday and three this morning. Oh, did we watch four? Yes, yesterday? we did. Okay, yes, we did. I counted it. So the so before this all happens in the other in the next episode. Um, Rhoda sees this weird girl walking into their apartment and she happens to be a ex, an ex, a fat ex uh, girlfriend. I didn't think that she was fat. Okay. She was bigger than Rhoda. I don't know. Okay. I don't think she was bigger than Rhoda. So here's, sorry to interrupt you for a second. They're always making fat jokes about about Rhoda, Rhoda, but it really doesn't work on this. But she's not fat. Or Mary Tyler Moore because she's not fat. Okay. And I mean, you know. It's a funny gag though. It's funny, but it's. It doesn't really make sense to me because she's not, I mean, if she's overweight, it's not by a whole lot. Yeah, she's probably like a few pounds overweight yeah. she is, but it's not like it's noticeable. Yeah. Like she, like if she, um, if she sat on someone, she wouldn't kill them. No. <laughs> um, anyway, so, so it creeped her out and she's like, you know, we really need to look for an apartment. And so 
Brenda is like, hey, there's an apartment in my building in 9E, and I think you guys should take it. Mm. I think it would be great. And she's like, well, let me go tell Joe about it. And and he wasn't too sure about it. But they, uh, uh, Brenda and Rhoda went to see it, and this guy was um, was married with the mistress on the side. Yeah, and he was also an undercover cop. An undercover cop. He was weird. Yeah. Yeah. And and I like the part when all all was said and done, and they get the apartment, and they go in there, and it's completely ransacked. <laughs> well, there's an interesting thing in this episode. Yeah. Where Rhoda calls Joe, and Brenda's listening in on the other line, and Rhoda says something like, I'm not sure we should live that close to your sister, because yeah. she's going to be bugging us all yeah, the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Joe apologizes for this. Yes. Do you think that he had to because he didn't know that Brenda was going to be listening and he thought that was just a conversation between him and his wife? Um, I think so because she didn't he didn't know that he I mean, I'm sure he felt bad about it like, "Oh, I didn't mean it that way." Yeah. I didn't mean that you can never come over. I just mean that, you know, there are things that men and and um, you know, husbands and wives should discuss by themselves. Yeah, I don't know that necessarily that he had to apologize for that. Really? Yeah. Because, again, it's not like Rhoda said, hey, I'm on the phone and Brenda's on the other line. Oh. Right? Yeah. I don't know. Oh. He just felt bad about it, I think. He felt bad about it, though. And, and, and you know, he didn't want her to feel like he didn't like her or anything. And I also liked one thing I'm noticing about this show that I think is really great yeah. is, like, Rhoda descended flat out. And, like, another sitcom it would have been, he would have had to, like, coax her into saying the thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. I like that it's just, like, out in the open. Yeah. Like, they don't pull punches in the way other sitcoms do. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, in the next episode, uh, Rhoda misses her period. Yeah, and she's like three weeks late, I think it is. I think it's two weeks. Or two weeks late. And she's, you know, she eventually tells Joe, he think, she thinks he's going to freak out. Um, she's visited by her friend Susie, who gives her diapers for her wedding shower. She already did that in another she episode. She already did that in another so episode. diapers. Diapers. Yes. And so, <laughs> and so she um, she goes to the hospital and... And you know Susie's like almost due, and she's on her fifth kid. She goes to the um to the doctors, and they're asking her these questions. And the doctor's like, "Um, are you using birth control?" And and uh, Rhoda's like, "I thought I did." <laughs> <laughs> I love her. She's she's like so um she's so honest and direct. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. And um, so it turns out that she's not pregnant. Yeah, and again, with this episode, if it was done in the 80s or 90s, Joe would have to, like, make all these weird moves to get her to say what was wrong and going through her mind. But instead, she just sits him down and she just says, hey, I'm late. Yeah. Right? I like that a lot. Yeah. But I, you, another thing I'm noticing about this show uh -huh. that you don't really see with a lot of TV shows from this time mm -hmm. is it's very linear, meaning, like, they reference older episodes. So... Joe asks her, when do you think this happened? And she says, when we got back from the cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. they moved into the apartment. Yeah. Like, it feels like it's built, each episode builds upon the one that comes before. Yeah, I, I like that, too. Yeah. I like that, too. And I think they did that some um, in, in the Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. yeah, and I like that because most sitcoms, it feels like they're just one-offs and... They're not really connected to a greater storyline. This one feels different in that way. And I think it's maybe even a little bit more than Mary Tyler Moore was. Uh -huh. I, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so that one was over. And then the, the next one was when Joe was acting really weird. And yes, Joe was acting really weird and he wouldn't tell Rhoda. And I'm thinking he's having an affair. Okay. See, I was thinking because you mentioned I wasn't sure what was going on at first, mm -hmm. and he's talking about how he has to go talk with his dad. I'm thinking that he has to yell at his dad for not being there or something okay. weird like that. But no, keep going. No, but I thought he was having an affair because he was in the shower for a long time and he was taking time in the bathroom, and you know, and and Brenda wanted her and. Joe to go on a blind date with her yeah. because she felt uncomfortable and and uh, it was just not good. Yeah. And then it turns out that there were times where Joe just wanted to spend some time with Rhoda mm -hmm. and didn't want to worry about going out and dressing up all nice. Yeah. And I will have to say, Buzz, that the best times I've spent with you is when we didn't have to go anywhere. Thank I you, the J-Wall. I like spending time with my Buzz. Yeah, really spending I time. love going to events, but the best times I spend with you are the times where we're not around a lot of people. It's nice to have a little bit of a break. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That was a good one. So, yeah, that's four we watched yesterday. We did. Okay. And we watched a couple earlier that morning, but we talked about those here. We did. I'm enjoying the show. I am ex I am enjoying the show, and I'm getting used to the characters because it it's not the same as the Mary Tyler Moore show, but you can see hints of it. Yeah. So I just realized we didn't watch any in the morning before we did this because the uh, last one we watched before their honeymoon was when they got married, which was yes. on Friday night. Yes. So yeah, it took me a couple episodes to get into the rhythm of Rhoda. Like, because yeah. I told you that I watched a few episodes without you at first, just because I was curious. Yeah. And I liked it, but I wasn't convinced. And I've heard this show has, like, mixed feelings about people online. Some people really like it, and some people say that it's not that good. Uh -huh. And I could see where some people might not be into it, but I'm enjoying the show. I am, too. Yeah. I really am. I uh, it's It's not the same, but the cast of characters are in a, a category of their own now. It's almost like... You know, you're moving out of Minneapolis. Yeah. And you're now moving into uh New York City. Or 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 uh the yeah, the you're you're moving to New York and it's a totally different atmosphere. In some ways, it's kinda like the version of Fraser for Mary Tyler Moore. In the Mary Tyler Moore universe, right? Okay. Yeah. So Rhoda is background family like Fraser was. Yep. She can't just be this tough talking broad who's dating all these guys yeah. uh, anymore. Mm -hmm. So the character has to adjust. Just like Fraser had to adjust. He couldn't just be married to Lilith and have yeah. her cheating. Right. Um, so it's a bit of an adjustment. But I, I am digging it. Uh -huh. I'm liking the characters. I am. Yes. I am. They're direct. They're hilarious. You know, <laughs> some of them are neurotic. I really like that they're direct with each other. Yeah, they are. Because you would, I mean, every time I've, um, heard about New Yorkers, a lot of people say, oh, yeah, they, they just tell it like it is. Yeah, but that's not really but that's not shown in sitcoms. It isn't, yeah. Especially of our era. Yeah. It's these, you know, dancing around certain subjects. Yep. Yeah. So this morning, babes, yep. we watched some episodes. We did, and that was after I uh, was able to buy your ticket. <laughs> to the grotto. Yeah, I have, um, I have a big, a couple of big concerts. Yes. The biggest one being... Uh, at a place called the Grotto in uh, uh, here in Portland, and uh, I uh, am very thankful I was uh, able to buy your ticket because I that 
website was really confusing. It was. Like, when you gave me the phone, I'm thinking, oh, this is... My iPad, it was... Your, I'm sorry, your iPad. I'm yeah. thinking, okay, this isn't going to be too difficult. I figured it out, but I could see where it would be confusing. It wasn't straightforward. It wasn't. And, and so I'm only relying on what I'm listening to. And I'm like, can you please look at this? Yeah. So I was thankful um, that it was sent and delivered. You know, it will be sent and delivered to me in my email. It should already be in your email. And, and it should already be there. But I was I really wanted to get that done before doing anything else. I usually just star those emails so I don't even have to think about it. But I, anyways, we watched Murder this morning. What did we see? So the first episode was super, super funny. Um, this <laughs> this was when uh, Brenda was dating a questionable guy. She said that he only saw her on Thursday night. Yes. And he only wanted to go to Jersey, <laughs> which was across, you know, you had to, um, um, it, it's, um, I think it's outside of New York. Yeah. So my assumption having never been to New York or New Jersey mm -hmm. is Jersey is like the Portland version of Vancouver. Like, you know how yeah. you can go to Vancouver. It's across the river. It's not super out of the way, but it's just out of the way enough to where you don't want to do it unless you have to. Uh -huh. Yeah. It's okay. kind of like that. Yeah, and you can take the train to New Jersey. Or yeah, and just like you can take the bus over the river to Vancouver, Washington. So he only wanted to see her in Jersey. Um, he had to be at home by 11 to walk his dog, but who would walk their dog at 11 o'clock at night? Right. <laughs> and <laughs> so... So she leaves and she's like, oh, okay, that's great. So she goes to Joe and says, you know, I think Brenda is dating a married man and she doesn't even know it. And he's like, why, why do you think that? And then she explains it and he's like, Rhoda, don't do it. It's not our business. She's going to figure it out. And if you tell her that you think she's marrying a married man or um, dating a married man, she's only going to deny it, mm -hmm. you know? And he's like, okay, okay, that's fine. Yeah. Well, Brenda goes to Rhoda and says, hey, guess what? He wants me to go away for the weekend with him. But he also said that um, he has to stay in a different location with his union buddies. <laughs> At a different hotel, yeah. a different motel. And she's like, and then, and then Rhoda's like, okay, I got to tell you this. I think you're dating a married man. And she's like, why? And then she's like, well... He he only sees you once a week. He only wants to see you at Jersey in Jersey. You've never been to his place. He has to be home by eleven to walk his dog. He and then and then he wants to take you away for the weekend, but you're staying in different motels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of these things say that you're dating a married guy. And of course she was upset and she said, Okay, well why don't why don't we um why don't I meet him? He's like, Okay, well we'll you know, the the four of us will have dinner. And she's like, and pick a pick a restaurant in New Jersey, any anything you want, <laughs> not in New York. Yeah. And then you, you you go on. Okay, so they go to the restaurant. Rhoda is there early with Joe, and she's like drinking all the water. They're on the other side of the restaurant. As soon as Brenda comes in, Rhoda yells at her. Like, where were you? <laughs> Bre Brenda comes to the table. The date is a little bit behind, and he's kind of like looking all over the place. So Joe and Rhoda get out of the booth and Rhoda makes her to sit like right next to this guy so he can't escape easily. And they're having a conversation. They order these drinks and they come. Rhoda makes a toast. And then she says, are you married? And the guy's like, a little bit. 
Well, first, oh, I'm sorry. First, she sees his ring finger yeah, and how there's a Band-Aid over it. And then she says, so are you married? And he's like a little bit. But only for three years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> a little bit would be. Uh, you're getting a divorce. You're getting a divorce. Yeah, you're separated or something. <laughs> well, I still, I, I mean, that, that that's, they're still technically married. They're still they're, technically married, but under the eyes of the court, it's not considered cheating. If you date somebody when you're legally separated. I still wouldn't do it, though. It's it's not considered cheating. Really? No, because you're, you're legally separated. And when you're legally separated, the. Theory is that, yes, you're technically married, but both parties are working out an agreement to move on with their lives. But there's some couples that separate and they, they're not, they decide that they don't want to see anyone because they want to work out their marriage separately. So That I happens, like, but that's the exception, not the rule. How, how do you know that in the eyes of the law, it's not considered cheating? Because I've... Uh, uh -huh. I watched Dr. Phil. What can I say? Uh-huh. No, no, no. You're guessing that. I don't want... No, no, no. That's... Um, I. It's not considered cheating if you're married and seeing somebody if you're legally separated. I mean, if it were me, in my opinion, I wouldn't date a guy that's just separated because he could get back with his wife. Anything could happen. I wouldn't take that chance, but that's just me. Anyway, let's... Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> so he admits that he's married and uh, that's the end of their relationship. Yeah, well, the wheel end. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Yeah, really funny. Yeah. What happened next? Um, and then there was another episode where um Joe's best friend Charlie. Yes, who we think might also be Howard from the Mary Tyler Moore show. He comes to visit and and he's been his best friend since um they were young. Even though this dude looks like he's about I don't know, 15 years older than Joe. Yeah, but he was really funny. I yeah. thought, and we both thought this, that he liked Rhoda because he really wanted to hit on her. Yes, because there's some tension at the dinner, and he seems like he's making a big fuss out of, uh, off of Rhoda. And I'm also thinking that, you know, since they, since he wanted to watch the game with Joe, yeah. that he was going to, you know, uh, boss Rhoda and tell her to, you know, act like a wife and get, us, get them beers or something. Something like that. Something stupid like that. But... After the dinner, Rhoda's like, I don't get your friend. Maybe I should invite him out, just the two of us, to see if we can act. And I, I'm thinking, okay, something creepy is going to happen here. They, I know. I'm like, I don't think it's a good idea. Yeah, they go to a restaurant. But instead, they sit down and he says, let's just get to this. I don't like you either, Rhoda. <laughs> yeah, and he's telling her stories like, well, you know, if I was trying to hit on you, I would tell her a story. I would tell you a story like when I was nine, um... My parents couldn't afford me presents, so the yeah. welfare work, the welfare worker gave us presents, and all I got was a hanky and an orange. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh, I'm sorry." He's like, "Yeah, it works like a charm." I'm like that was a come on. <laughs> you mean that wasn't that wasn't actually true? And he's like, "Yeah, well, what about this one? The next year I was ten, my um, dad had a job. My dad had a job, and we got." toys and there was a tree and, and see that was it <laughs> <laughs> and he's like and they were talking about him not liking her and she's like well i really want to be friends with you and i don't want to accept it until i know that you like me and yeah. he's like i really like you and she's like really and he's like no <laughs> uh, this show is very well written <laughs> the episode's great yes 
So the next one is a Christmas episode. I have a question about this for you. Okay. We know that Rhoda is part of the tribe. The tribe? She's Jewish. Oh, oh, well, not not in real life, but yeah. No, no uh, Valerie Harper has said in interviews that she was not Jewish, but yeah. Rhoda is. Okay, yeah. And how that's going to work out when Valerie Harper is in heaven, I don't know. But my question for you is, mm-hmm. is it's uh, Rhoda's family still celebrates Christmas, which I know most Jewish people don't, but some do, right? Yeah, some do that are uh, Jewish Christians. Yeah, and some do who are just like it's a cultural thing. And they, they celebrate Hanukkah and Christmas. Yeah. And I'm wondering, do you think Rhoda and Brenda have been saved? I can't answer that question. Hmm. Because they're just characters. If you had to guess, what would you say? Though? Uh, probably not. You don't think that they're going to the good place? I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing, uh, judging by their lifestyle. Oh. Yeah. Well, wait a second. Rhoda's married now. Rhoda's married, but it doesn't necessarily mean that she's saved either. Oh. And uh, Joe isn't. Joe is not saved. I don't know. I don't get. I just don't get the. Okay, if Rhoda and Joe and Brenda were real people, yes. I just don't get the sense that they're into anything religious okay so they're doing it more for like a cultural experience maybe maybe that's what it is and a lot of people do that like yeah. I, like you know you know that there are some atheists i still couldn't believe that tom likes likes christmas even though he's an atheist yeah yeah he said that he on the show i was shocked when i heard that i don't understand those those atheists that will celebrate christmas and that's like the antithesis antithesis of the, some of the things that they believe. I completely agree with you on this one. I never got that. Yes. And I don't understand why they would even celebrate Hanukkah either. Yeah. So they're culturally celebrating it, but they're not saved. I don't think so. I mean, it doesn't... I don't get the sense that they're interested in religious things. So Brenda's still going to the bad place. I don't know. Well, okay. I don't know. Okay. I just don't get... I mean, they're not real people, so it's not like I... You know. Oh, good point there. Little j Yeah. Well, what if... They're the real people, and they watch a sitcom called J-Lo. And we just don't see them watching the sitcom <laughs> on the show. And it's about a lady, a Filipino lady who lives in the future and lives in Portland, Oregon, and has a super cool boyfriend. But he's weird <laughs> because he's, like, super intelligent. Is that your fantasy, Bubs? I don't know. And they watch all these cool shows, and one of them is Rhoda, and it's basically lo- uh, loosely based on their lives. And every time they show J-Lo watching Rhoda, they're like, oh, those characters look like us, and they have our same names. Isn't this weird? Bubs. So what if they're the real ones and we're the sitcom characters? Oh, Bubs. Okay. You have some weird ideas. <laughs> Uh, but every time I seriously, Bubs, every time I hear, every time I hear Julie Kavner talk on that show, yeah. I keep thinking Marge Simpson. Thank you. Marge and Patty and Selma. Yes. <laughs> but that wasn't really, and Rhoda had a line, I think in the episode where Brenda had the date about how Brenda comes down to the washing room and she says, you're never going to guess. It's the last thing in the world you were guess. And Rhoda says something to the effect of, what if the machines are the ones who are washing us or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the one part where where Carlton gives them a gift, it's like, it's fudge. She's like, fudge? He's like, yeah, yeah, go go outside and taste it. And then and then it was really quickly, like, oh, thank you, Carlton. It was great. Like, no, 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 it's too fast. I want you to taste it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's, it's not bad, Carlton. He's like, yeah, well, uh. Tell the people in 4A I got they ate it and got sick. I used to have phone sex with this girl back in the day. Well, this was way before my little The Gina. one that I know, right? No, somebody else. Ew. 
well, I had phone sex. The, the girl I'm thinking of, we had phone sex and we had real sex. Oh, this was before J-Lo. Oh. BJ before J-Lo. I don't like that. I don't like that either, babe. So these mm. are the facts of life. Yeah. Anyways, I remember I used to be like, uh, all right, so take off your clothes. And she'd be like, okay, there, they're taking off. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's a little weird. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. The real sex was better. But I babes. did that one time to this guy, and, and, and no, I wasn't interested in doing anything sexual with him on the phone because I thought he was weird. Okay. This is on a chat line, and, and one time he's like, okay, I'll take off your clothes. I'm like, okay, they're off. And I think it was like, I think it might have been like like a couple of minutes or something. Oh. Okay, they're off. And then he's like, yeah, right. <laughs> so you had phone sex once. No, I didn't. Okay. I that was, sounds like really bad phone sex. No, I did it, Bubs. He wanted to, and I said, no, I'm not that kind of a person. I'm oh. not desperate. Yeah, I don't need to have phone sex with you. And he was a creepy guy. You've never done anything vulgar with me over the telephone. I know, Bubs. I'm not that kind of a girl, Bubs. Okay, okay babe. I always thought that phone sex were, was only for the desperate. Or for teenagers. I haven't had phone sex since I was a teenager. Oh, okay. I just think it's just some, one of the most immature things that younger people do well i mean some some older creepy guys do that too yeah i i don't think i would do that now yeah but you know what i thought would be like interesting yeah you know how there's like serious radio right serious yes. xm yes like what if they did a phone sex radio station where they have phone sex operators and they say okay we know a lot of guys like phone sex so here's a toll-free telephone number you call up, we'll play out your fantasies. The only thing is it's going to be live on the radio. So, yeah. you, But you can use a fake name and everything. And then it's like 24 hours of phone sex. That's a little weird. So I'll tell you a little story. Go ahead. It involves uh, one of my friends that, I mean, th this is what she did in the past, yep. which I thought was very weird. So at the time, her boyfriend was out of town. And uh, we had a friend through the chat line which I will not name, and he's also not here anymore. Okay. But this this girl was kind of playing with his emotions, and they were just kind of, you know, going back and forth or whatever. But she told me that he, that they had phone sex, and I'm like, you had phone sex with him? And she's like, yeah, and I was lonely. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why did you do that? It just, it just sounds like, I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing ever. Nice. But... She's into that stuff, and I was not. Oh, good. Anyways. Anywho. Back to Rhoda for a minute. In the Christmas episode, Joe is struggling to keep his business afloat, and Rhoda basically gives him a couple grand to help out. Yeah. And a subplot to this episode is that Joe doesn't cry. Yes. And he cries a little bit at the end of it. Yeah. I really like the way it's done. Yeah. And I know I compare Mary Tyler Moore slash Rhoda stuff to the 90s, but I think in and then yet another case, it's relevant. Mm -hmm. If this show would have happened in, let's say, 1993, mm -hmm. it would have been Joe saying, no, Rhoda, I don't cry. And any man who does is a sissy. Right. Yeah. But instead, when Rhoda asks him about it, he says, I admire people who can cry. It's just not me. I've never been able to do it. So yeah. he's not down talking or saying any person who cries isn't a real man or anything. Mm -hmm. And when he does finally cry, if it was a 90s sitcom, it would have been 
he breaks completely down. And instead in this one, there's like one or two tears. Uh-huh. That made it feel a lot more realistic to me. And, and, and it's not like his business gets saved at the end of the episode. It's like yeah. he's probably going to have to close it. Maybe he can stay afloat with this group of people for another couple of months. Yeah. But it's not guaranteed that he's staying in business. I thought it was really. There's no Christmas miracle. Yeah, I thought it was really funny when she was trying to figure out how to ask him these questions and how to um, have him uh, tell her what's on his mind. Yeah. And he, she was kind of being a little bit neurotic about it. It was yes. kind of funny. I thought it was funny when she's giving him the money and she starts to crying. She starts crying and starts comforting him it's at the like, same time. She's like, it's okay. And she's like, now that I have it, I, and she's just crying. Yeah. And, she's, and I thought that was really funny. This was really well done, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't like your typical uh, My Man Can't Cry episode. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or a Christmas miracle where Joe just happens to get the job from Santa Claus or somebody that's going to guarantee that he stays in business. Yeah, I think it's um, it's more realistic because even if you have a business and, it, and you've had it for a while and, you know, he's even talking about like, well, you know, you don't have to – you don't have to break into a sweat when you're um when you're late for work because your boss is um looking at his watch and yeah and you know that your business is yours but it's not doing very well. So I haven't seen the complete series, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But a reason I think that some people might not dig this show and a yeah. lot of people again, it's mixed. Uh-huh. A lot of people don't like it, is mm-hmm. there's not only roted changes from the Mary Tyler Moore show to this. But there's also bad stuff happens to these characters. Yeah, it does. And it's not just kind of like at the end of the episode, everything is okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes, I mean, I like happy endings, as you know, but sometimes it's good to to hang on a hiff, you know, to end on a, a cliffhanger. I almost said hang on a hiff clanger or whatever. Okay. I love it. A hiff clanger. Sometimes it's okay. Yeah. And some episodes do. And on a cliffhanger, because you don't know what's going to happen. And we also know that Rhoda gets a divorce. Mm-hmm. I imagine that must have been a little bit jarring to audiences in the 1970s, where most shows, you know, just had a happy ending if they were a sitcom. And, and also, uh, it's it builds on previous episodes. So, like, if you miss a couple weeks, there's stuff that you can't really relate to as much. Yeah. And... um you know, a lot of people at that at that time don't really discuss um, having affairs. Yeah, uh, I know on the Mary Tyler Moore show they kind of go into it, mm-hmm. having an affair or wanting to leave your spouse to see what kind of life they would have without you. Yeah. I mean they don't they don't talk about that that much. I mean they they've done that in the Mary Tyler Moore show very well, but. They don't really stay on it too much. Not like this. No. So I could see where it would get mixed reviews. Yeah. But I'm digging it. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey. So those were some good episodes there, Little J. Wool. Yes, it was. Maybe you'll do the theme song to Rhoda on your fleet sometime. And you'll have somebody pretending to be Rhoda Morgenstern. So that they can do the little spiel at the beginning. Yeah. New York, uh, this is your last yeah, chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. My name is Rhoda Morgenstern. Okay, there I go there, Jill Morgenstern. I like when she goes, I had a bad puberty and it lasted for 17 years. Yes. <laughs> it's like my, 
And it's like, I, I went to such and such school and my entrance exam was on a book of matches. Nice. <laughs> I'm a high school graduate. I, I moved out of my house in, uh, when I was 24. And I forgot what she said. And She's my, like, and my mother said it was when I uh, ran. My mother said I ran away from home. Yeah. That's a time when I ran away from home. Yes. I went to uh, Minneapolis because I, I I thought I'd keep better. Yeah, it's like it was co- where it's cold, and I thought I would keep better. Yes. <laughs> so I did some research last night. Yeah. I found out that this Valerie Harper character. Yes. Uh, was in a couple films. Uh-huh. One of them is called Freebie and the Bean, which is kind of like a buddy comedy I've heard about in the 1970s. Mm-hmm. She's not the star of it, but I guess she has a supporting role. Mm-hmm. And she's also in a movie called Chapter Two. I believe both films have James Caan in them. Ah. Would those be movies you'd be interested in watching? Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. I, I know that next week and we're going to do L.A. Story. Yeah. Yes. I hope it's good. I would it's too. You said it's, it's with Steve Martin in it, right? And Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. But those might be two other movies we could watch. Yeah. Yeah. L.A. L.A. Story and Chapter 2 or L.A. Story and... Uh, Freebie and the Bean. Freebie and the Bean. Yeah. Uh, Freebie and the Chapter. We could watch L.A. Story and... Or we could watch Freebie and the Bean and uh, Chapter 2 and we'll call Freebie and the Chapter. <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure something out. Babes. We will. Yes. Yes, we but will. But we're digging woe there, little Jim. Yeah. We watched some films last night. Oh, and they were good. Yes. So we watched a film called Cinderella Man. I wasn't too sure about it because I'm not really into sports movies. And it, if unless it was like considering that I, I liked a few like um, A League of Their Own and um, did I show you Ladybugs? No, I know of the film because Rodney Dangerfield is in it. Okay, I we like talked about it. Uh, a League of Their Own, I showed that one to you, and I showed you The Sandlot, and I mm. like those. I did like The Sandlot. I wasn't sure if I was going to, though. No, and you and you liked The League of Their Own, too. Yes, I did. Yeah. But um, it was a boxing movie about uh, James J. Braddock. I had heard about the film. I didn't know it was about Braddock, though, and I mm-hmm. knew who James J. Braddock was. Like, I knew the name, I guess I should say, from boxing, because my dad and grandfather were really into boxing, and I'm not a boxing stan, yeah. but for real, it is like the only sport that I've watched by myself when I didn't have to. Uh-huh. So I do enjoy it to some extent, or I did when I was a little bit younger. Yeah. It was really cool. I mean, it's set, set during the Depression. He has a couple kids. He has three. He has three kids and some injuries. Yeah. He has three kids and a wife, and they're you know they're living in a poor time. Yes, this was like supposed to be in the twenties, right? Uh, basically early thirties. Early thirties, okay. Early to mid thirties. So he is in the ring with someone, and he really breaks his hand, like he shatters his wrist. Yep. And he has to wear a cast for I don't know how long. And while he is unemployed from boxing, he Box. gets it. What? You said boxing. Boxing. Nice. I said I meant to say boxing. Nice. What did I say? Boxing. Sorry. That's okay. I still love you. <laughs> okay. Um, and he breaks his hand, and while he is unemployed, he works at the dock. Yep. Um uh I think he uh he picks up uh bags of what what do you call those things? Um, maybe bags of semen. I'm not sure. Yeah, and he has to uh, put them. I mean, so he's getting stronger by doing that, but he's also collecting uh, money from the wel- welfare office. Yeah, 
because they're falling on hard times. The kids have to stay with relatives and the mom is trying to take care of uh, the mom and the wife are trying to take care of um, both of them. Mm-hmm. She's played by Renee Zilliger. She's really good. In she was movie. good. In that. Yeah. So, um, so he starts getting better. I think he uh, gets his arm taped and he gets in contact with his um, manager, uh, Joe Gould. I wonder if he had any secrets. I don't know. Was a guy named Joe or Joel? I thought it was Joel Gould, just like the dude from Joel Gould's Secret. Well, the, well, okay. The manager's name was Joe Gould. I thought it was Joel. Joe. Oh, okay. Okay. So maybe they had the same name. I don't know. I thought they did. I thought it was. I know Joel Gould's Secret, and I thought this guy was also named Joel, but I could be wrong. It's but Joe. he's he's played by uh, Pig Vomit. <laughs> What's his name? What's his real name? Uh his real name is Paul Giamatti. From WNBC. Anyways. Was it him? Was what? Was, was, uh, oh, was, was he? Okay. I he, thought that was. He thought what? I thought that Joe was played by a different guy. No, uh, Joel is played by, um, I was calling him Joe. Big Vomit again. Joe is played by, yeah. Joe is played by uh, Paul Giamatti. Okay, because I thought he had a different, I because he played that weird, um, he played that um corrupt cop in, um, uh, Memento. Yeah, he was also in Sideways. He's in he's in another really good biopic, um, which are an interesting biopic. I don't think you'd like it though, called American Splendor oh, really? about Harvey P. Carr. You might actually like that. I'm on the fence about showing that one to you. Why is that? Why do you think I wouldn't like so, it? So Harvey P. Carr is basically um if I remember the story right, he worked for the post office mm-hmm. and he wrote these adult graphic novels he had a really strange relationship with his wife and he used to be a frequent guest on david letterman Mm -hmm. and he got banned from david letterman for going on there and basically trashing ge which owned nbc and at the time that was the network that um david letterman was on oh okay yeah yeah i don't know if i like that one yeah uh we might want to watch the the real harvey p car his appearance on david letterman when he did that because oh. they got into a pretty heated discussion about the whole thing. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well. But Paul Giamatti is a really good actor. Yeah. WNBC. He sounded different than uh, the cop on Memento. Yeah. So I don't know if he did something with his voice or not. Anyway, so he he gets better. He tapes his arm. Joe is able to get him a fight. Um, He wins this round he wins around with the guy i forgot who he was he wins a fight and he's expected to like okay you're not you're gonna get knocked out but hopefully you just won't embarrass yourself too much and it'll be kind of like a last hurrah for you but Mm -hmm. he does really really well by beating the guy he does really really well he takes the money from his earnings and he goes back to the um the welfare office and he gives the money back to the office well all your yes and no so With the first fight, he pays off all of his debts. His debt, yeah. Then he has a second fight, and then he goes to the welfare office and pays the money back. Yeah. And then he's scheduled to fight Max Bear, which if you know anything about boxing history, Max Bear was a bad, bad man on the ring. Uh-huh. Yes. Very bad. Like, I know they portrayed in the movie, and they say it, but it's it's actually, from what I've read about him, is true. 
because he has ki- he has um he killed a couple of guys he killed a ring. couple of guys uh, in the ring yeah and maybe not intentionally but he did yeah I don't think he was intentionally trying to do that yeah but he was a mean fighter yes very yes. mean and he almost could have killed uh James Braddock but but Joe in the movie I liked how how Joe was uh, taking him aside and say okay you got to get him from the inside out yep you got to get him from the just like he told him with the other guy yeah you got to get him from the inside out. You can't lose it, and you stay away from his left. So he was giving him really good advice. And the other guy was saying, just knock him out, knock him out. Yeah. Uh, and it was kind of interesting looking at the uh, both managers. And, and even uh, even Joe was, like, uh, taunting uh, taunting the uh, opponent. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I mean, I, you probably wouldn't do that, but that's what he did in the movie. It was really a good movie. Yeah, and everybody, I mean, there were people at the Catholic church that were praying. Um May was at Aunt Alice at Alice's house with her kids. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. I'd still say my favorite boxing movie is Raging Bull, but this one's really good. Yes. Yes. Um and I also and I was going to say that um it seemed realistic that May would be worried about him fighting this fight because he was she wasn't sure that he was going to make it home alive. Yes. And um, he did. And it was interesting because you asked me before we got to the Max Bear stuff, has anybody ever died in the ring? Yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and it still happens. I think the latest one was like last year somebody died in the ring. Yeah. So it's not uncommon. Um, and then it got me thinking about that guy who died in 2002, mm-hmm. who was like a HBO flyweight champion. And he does a fight, loses, and goes on vacation and then dies uh, a couple of days later. Yeah, Pedro or something. Yeah. But it's a good movie. And I'm wondering, from your perspective, you told me before that you had no interest in boxing movies. No, not really. Has this kind of changed you? Um... It's possible. I mean, I'm not really into watching boxing. I know my uncles are and yeah. people in my family are. Some people are more interested in watching basketball, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Mm. This one was a good movie, though. It was. Yeah. And you know that I've been dying to show you Raging Bull. I know. Yes. I know you're not really interested in the Rocky movies, but I grew up watching them. And I, um, I, I mean, I'm not like a super fan of them, but I enjoyed them. I saw the first one, and I was not impressed. Yes. But that's just me, babes. Okay. Okay. But it won Best Picture. Best Picture at the Oscars. I had something in my throat, I guess. The original Rocky? Yes. The first one? Yes. Okay. So some people enjoyed it. Yes. 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 All right. Then we get to a Woody Allen film. Yeah, and it was... Um, it was called Broadway Danny Rose. This was really funny. It was on my iPad. We weren't sure what to watch. So I'm like, okay, let's see this. Basic premise. It starts off all these guys who are either comedians or agents are talking about various people. And they get to Danny Rose. And they're telling these crazy stories. One guy has a long one. It's basically how Danny was representing this singer whose name was um oh his name was lou canova and lou had a hit in the 50s called agita which i believe agita is another term for heartburn (laughs) angina or agita i think the song was called agita (laughs) 
And you see him in the beginning. Yeah, and he's kind of overweight. <laughs> <laughs> but Danny really takes over his life, gets his career on track. Lou is obsessed with this girl, played by Mia Farrow. Her, and he, her name is Tina. Tina. Yeah. He's supposed to do this gig in front of Milton Burrow. Yep. And if it goes well, well Milton is going to let Lou open on tour and be on TV with him. But he doesn't want to do the show unless Tina is going to be there. Now, Lou is also married. So he tells Woody Allen, a.k.a. Danny, that you're going to be the beard and bring Tina to the show. He <laughs> goes, why have to be the beard? He goes to get her. She's upset with Lou because she found out that he was cheating. And she goes to, like, this mob party mm-hmm. where one of her ex-boyfriends is at. And he, like, writes all the sensitive poetry um, the boyfriend is convinced that Danny Rose is the one sleeping with Tina. <laughs> they go on the run. Yep. His brothers go after them. There's all sorts of misadventures. Yeah, the the one I mean, the the um I forgot what the guy's name was that was that caught up with Tina and was like, Who's sending you all these white roses? That was the guy who was doing the poetry. Yeah, yeah, that was great. Um and so <laughs> and so Danny finally says, Hey, you know, um, and, and this is after they got tied up and all these things. And he's like, hey, I know who's been sending these roses to Tina. It was Barney Dunn. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and Barney Dunn wasn't even a part of, uh, uh, it wasn't even uh, Danny Rose's, um, uh, the person that he uh, worked with. Yeah. And they say in the movie Barney. that Barney Dunn was such an amateur performer that five year old five year olds used to boo him, <laughs> and Danny wouldn't even take him on as a client. <laughs> and he also stuttered. Yes, he had a bad stuttering problem. Yes, Barney gets beat up. <laughs> they go to see Lou perform, and Lou basically drops Danny as his agent. And 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 he moves in with Tina, but he ends up uh, leaving Tina and moving to uh, L.A. L.A. They separate. I don't know if he left her or she left him, but in any event. They know they no, he left her. Okay. She's having trouble getting back on track with her life and eventually goes to see Danny on Thanksgiving, which is coming up in real life. And and, and Danny and Danny's at home with all these people and gives them like frozen turkeys. Which we think are T V dinners. Yeah, possibly. And then she leaves and Danny chases after her. Yeah. I really enjoyed this movie. The ending is a little bit. I couldn't believe that that would happen. That I know. He would chase after her. I after know. All this why? Trouble. I mean, after all, she went through. All, he went through all this trouble just to get her to the um to lose place or yeah. lose gig when he didn't really want to do it in the first place because he knew his wife, <laughs> and uh, you don't see the wife after that. No. Yeah. No. So I, yeah, I didn't like the ending either. But everything else is funny. Yes, it was. The frozen turkeys was great. <laughs> It's a really good movie. Yeah. 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 Woody Allen is, you know, he's a creep in real life, but yeah, he's made he some great films. Yeah. I mean, Annie Hall was really good. Anything else. Anything else is good. This one was good. I mean, he's got a really um, good um, sense of comedic material. I you think. know what I want to watch that like, he did? Like it's that. a drama. Mm-hmm. And I think he only has a small part in it. It's called Match Point. Hmm. It's supposed to be like a crime drama. It came out actually the same year as Cinderella Man. Oh, really? But it got really good reviews. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's possible. It is possible. Yeah, I can't believe how creepy is. Like he 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 ended up marrying uh Soon Yi, who was Mia Farrow's daughter, yeah, uh, adoptive daughter. Wow, can you imagine? Can you imagine if they were married and that happened? That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Would so be. remember that scene in the the wedding singer where, um, uh, what's her name, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler are looking for um something at this wedding store for mm. his for his fiance vaguely and or whatever store they were at and then he's like you know you guys look great you know you're gonna make it you know like Bert and you know Woody and Mia and Bert and Lonnie and he's like no actually we're not together we're brother and sister yes (laughs) that was a really funny part (laughs) anyway yeah that was that was a fun movie yeah it was good good films yes I forget how, or I did, how attractive Lonnie Anderson was until this week when I started rewatching WKRP in Cincinnati. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. She was a good-looking woman back in the day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I heard she was. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now she's old. Now she's old. She's an old bag. That's right. She she would think of us as uh, kiddos. That's right, the little J Lo kiddo. J Lo kiddo. Yeah, that's. It's just so name. funny when I talk to people in their sixties, seventies, and eighties, and they look at us and they're like, "Oh, you guys are kids." Wow. You guys are. It's so funny, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff, babes. I knew this guy that was um, in his sixties when I met him, his mid to late sixties, and. Uh, he he looked at me and he's like, "Yeah, I think of you as a toddler. <laughs> You're wow. like a toddler to me." That's a little bit too extreme, but you know. He was joking though. Okay. I good. met him when I was like 30 uh 30 31. Nice. And he was like 65. Did he give you a baba? No. Nice. <laughs> no, he knew I was a grown woman, but I was much younger. Oh, good. Bubs. Good babes. Yeah, he, you know. Yeah, no. I'm so you, I'm sure you meet other people that are older and they're like, "Hey, kid." Yep. Yeah. Very good, babes. Didn't I, you say that one of your uncles calls you kid? Yeah, my uncle in Hawaii calls me kid, but he also calls my sister that, so it doesn't make me feel as bad. Oh, that's good. Maybe he watched too much Rhoda when he was a kid. I don't know. Yeah, she calls everybody kid. She does. Yeah. Yes. Hey, that's nice, kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's called Rhoda kid, but they're around the same age. Yeah. <laughs> There was this one girl that was starting to call me kid, and I didn't like it because she was like seven years younger than me. That's weird. Yeah, it was weird. It was. How old were you at the time? Um, she's. Let's see. I'm trying to think now. Oh, I think she might have been like seven or eight years younger. So I, this is around the time that she was leaving Washington. She was in. She was a a friend of mine in college, and we were we were in the same flute choir. Okay. And um, she was leaving to New Jersey to go to New Jersey because she was setting up. She was gonna be in another medical program. Nice. I think she was getting into pre med, and and before she left the state, she started calling me kid. Wow. And she, um, I think she was from somewhere in Oregon. I can't remember. And uh, I thought it was really weird that she would start calling me kid. I'm like, yeah, it's really weird. Yes. She was okay. She was a cool girl. But when I would cross the street with her, she we would cross the street like just as a car was was moving, and I, it would freak me out because I'm like, "What are you doing? That car almost hit us!" 
It did. Nice. I mean, we, we got across okay, but I'm like, what are you doing? We almost got hit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little gilly. There we go, the little chihuahua. <laughs> yeah, she was she was a cool girl. She was. Good, good, good. But, um, yeah, she started calling me kid, and she was like, I don't know, like seven or eight years younger than me. Nice. thought it was kind of annoying. Nice. It's one thing if a guy is like, or a girl is like a year younger, it wouldn't really matter. But if they're like eight to 12 years younger, it's kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever had anybody call me kid who is younger than I am. Really? Yeah. 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 That was just that one person. Thank you. But otherwise, she was cool. Good. Yeah. Well, babes. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um, I don't know. I, I think we had a, a very nice time and I still have enough cheese for uh, next week for the potato. Nice. Yeah, we're going to have a good old time. A good old, a good old time. A good old time. Now, if it turns out that I get more food, the only thing I have to worry about is figuring out where to, um, how I'm going to put the turkey in the freezer. Because if it's going to be big, then... I'll, it'll it'll have to it'll take some maneuvering. I'm not too worried about that, babes. I just say that. But I'm also not the one putting it in the freezer. Well, you're not worried about it because it's not going in your freezer, right? Although I think it should. Oh. <laughs> well, then I'd have to worry about transporting it back to my place. And I do have like a carrying bag, but it's a little bit older. The straps are kind of worn down, so you gotta get another one. Yeah. Where'd you get that other one? I got the one that I have now at Safeway when I moved back here from Denver like a week later and it was like under $10. Nice. Yeah. You might you might want to um buy more of those. Maybe. Yeah, I, I have some uh little uh cloth bags that you can reuse and sometimes I'll use them for stuff like when I'm going out of town and I need a a a a bag for dirty clothes or something. Nice. Yeah, they work really well. Yes. There we go, there, little table. But I don't think I have anything left to say right now. All right, maybe we should kiss and wrap it up. Why? Oh, because you need a kiss. Okay, Bubby. Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right, bye-bye. Oh, hold on. What? My thing. Okay, okay, it's working now. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.